hear monks chanting. Yeah. The Cambodians are really, really active on it today. Yeah, something's happening. Yeah. Something big. Um, did you know that Southern California, it, there's the largest community of Vietnamese people outside of Vietnam here. There's a neighborhood in OC called Little Saigon. Mm. And I went there the other night. Me and Gracie went to just like explore. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. It's so Vietnamese for like miles and miles. It's just all Vietnamese stuff everywhere. Yeah. You feel. We went to a pho place. Yeah. Right. We went to a pho place and we were the only non Vietnamese people in there by far. It was good mobbed. Sign. Yeah. And it was eight bucks for a huge bowl of pho. Nice. And. And that's it how it's pronounced, so, right? Yeah, pho. Because everybody is always not foe, 100% sure. Is, you know you're talking to an, an idiot. Uh, <laughs> that's harsh. <and laughs> fuck you. Fucking. No. Um, yeah. But uh, it was so good. So good. Like the best pho I've had in America for sure. What is and, it near in Orange County? So it's like inland from i want to say like probably huntington beach or something okay. like it's like it's it's uh we're in long beach now so it's just due south east of here right. um almost actually directly east from where we are right hmm. now because it kind of slopes downwards but um it's poor, poor yeah word choice there slopes downward yeah. why it's a racist term for asian people is it slope oh all right slopes downward um (laughs) anyway so then there's a sort of twin area of cambodians here in long beach that is not anywhere near as extensive as the vietnamese area but uh the cambodians have little cambodia which is just you know a few blocks away from here Mm -hmm. it's a lot of cambodian restaurants and there's a really big cambodian population but so there's a lot of good restaurants I have not tried. <clears throat> I, I tried one of them, and it was pretty good. I don't think I've ever had Cambodian food. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, Cambodian food, it just isn't really that interesting. It's sort of a combo between Thai and Vietnamese and Chinese, mm-hmm. and it's sort of vague. Okay. It's not as really well-defined. Um, it's a little more Frenchy, I think, uh, than Vietnamese food, mm-hmm. which does have its French influences, but, um, Vietnamese food is like a great world food. One, one of the best, I think, you know, Thai is probably a little more defined, but isn't it strange how there are some countries with really distinguished cuisines that we eat all the time no. and some like, what's to do with Turkey? What is the deal What's with the turkey? deal with turkey? What do you mean? Oh, the country. Yeah. I thought you meant the bird. <laughs> right. It's we very dry. A lot of turkey in that sense. But there's no... Turkey I mean, is always huge. shitty. Yeah. Well, what's the deal? There, You know, there's turkey is huge. And I think in Germany, for example, there's Turkish shit everywhere. There's Turkish restaurants, Turkish neighborhoods. Whereas in America, we have zero... When's the last time you met a Turkish person? Oh, I don't know. Not in my recent memory. Whereas I meet people from, you know, other countries very consistently. I think it's a function of it being in California, though. I bet if we're in a different city, it's probably a bigger Turkish population. Right. It's like we have some foods here that are represented, some really not. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's weird. 
I think, I mean, just for like immigrant populations, there's probably places that got a big influx. And then when other immigrant groups came to the country, they centered around those locations because their people were there. They didn't want to. Sure. But I I guess what I'm talking about is some cuisines really stand out, Mm -hmm. even if there's not a lot of immigrants from that place. All I know about, about Turkish shit is like Turkish barbershops. Everybody's big into like getting a Turkish haircut really? and shave. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah. I think Turkish coffee is a thing, but you know, you never really hear about that. It's same thing with Russia. It's, you know, Russia is the largest country in the world by about three friggin' times. And when's the last time you went to a Russian restaurant? Yeah. Like what? They're just, their food just sucks. Borscht. Yeah. Like what do I want? To, I don't want to eat fucking borscht. What am I <laughs> That's the only food of theirs I know. Dumplings. Like I, what, <laughs> what is, I don't even know what it is. Whereas you'd think, you know, there'd be a lot of Russian food in the world. I mean, it can't be that bad. They had to do something right. But for some reason, it's just not a distinguished food. Whereas Thai food. I mean, there's a Thai restaurant in every city in the world. Yeah. I wonder if it's, it's good. I wonder if it's because <laughs> it's, of negative associations with the country. I wonder if that is where the outset of the lack of desire to eat their food no, is. No, because think about it. It's like sweet. None of the Norwegian countries have a food presence. It's because True. they're just shitty foods. Yeah. They just don't know how to make good food. That's what it is. They're just not, they're not really, that's not their skill. You know, where some cultures just really fucking figured it out in terms of food. And the Thai are one, Vietnamese are one, Chinese in their own way, mm. Japanese, definitely. Sure. You know, I think Americans, we can kind of hold our own. Uh, Greek, you know, amazing food. French, right. of course. Um, Indian. Yeah. Fantastic. They have their whole own way of doing it. Italians, needless to say, probably the best in Europe. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, where some countries, the Netherlands, yeah. England, England, Ireland, Ireland. <laughs> I mean, the Irish they actually, you know, in some ways have at least some sort of culinary culture, but it's weird. Some places just don't put a priority on that. Yeah. Well, everybody exports different stuff, mm-hmm. as it should be. Not, right. not every place needs its own cuisine. Right. So, uh, by way of uh, segue... I just came back from Mexico, speaking of great cuisines of no. the world. And man, we had this lunch yesterday at a little farmhouse in like two miles down a dirt road. This was in Baja, in Valle de Guadalupe. This restaurant called, I think, like Doña Teresa's or something. I'm, I'm getting the name slightly wrong. But it was so good. I mean, this meal, this Mexican meal... The tortillas, like fresh, brand new tortillas, were like in a farmhouse. Once again, the only non-Mexicans, but it's packed, and you know the like. It's hot, but the sun is kind of beating through the things, and it's like a little bit windy. You know, it's just this like perfect farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, and they just serve this like lamb, this like kind of like crispy lamb with tortillas and fresh peppers and like this sauce it was just so so good i haven't had a meal that good in la ever wow yeah the mexicans how'd you find out about the the place what i i'm i'm really good at traveling Mm -hmm. and what makes me good at it is i never 
really listen to the guidebook. I just go ask people. Mm-hmm. And so I just went up to the front and I was like, look, I'm really looking for, I don't want some fancy seven course meal. We had a bunch of those. Uh, I just want some bomb Mexican food. And they were like, okay, well, there's this tiny place. It's not even tiny physically, but it's very hard to find. Like way down this road, uh, just go there. But Google Maps is incredible in that it guided us there like through the dirt roads. Which is pretty Past amazing. the cartel headquarters. Well, so that's the whole thing, right? Everybody thinks Baja is so... Everybody's like afraid of it, but it's actually very safe. Via de Guadalupe is really safe. Right. Um, we didn't feel any type of anything bad down there. Yeah, I I think white people, we're, we're, we have this idea of Mexico. We're like... I guess Americans have this idea of Mexico that's... Oh, if I go there, it's gonna, I'm gonna get uh, yeah, I'm beheaded, gonna be attacked, which is such bullshit. And honestly, that coast is great. It, if it looks like the Mediterranean, I yeah. mean, it feels like a little slice of Europe right there. And the food is amazing. It's cheap. It's beautiful. You can, you know, I was driving with the top down, 120 miles an hour, wasted in the middle of the afternoon <laughs> because you know nobody cares. You know, and nobody gives a fuck. You're not going to get like in trouble for like a DUI. Here, you get a fucking DUI. You're in the system for four years. <laughs> you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Whereas there, it's like there's just a feeling of kind of freedom there that you do not get here at all. And things are so cheap that it's like, I don't know. What were you doing in Mexico? So I was getting engaged. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. Why did you say it like that? Nothing. It's just, you know, it's a thing. Yeah. Was How long had this been in the planning? Long time. Yeah. I had a ring made out of some diamonds that my grandmother had in a brooch. Mm. And they gave me the brooch, so I got the diamonds taken out of the brooch and put into a ring. Which side grandmother? Dad's dad's mom, who I was very close with. Or, you know, not very close. not Jew diamonds. No, no, I would never never pass down any Jew diamonds. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh... So, yeah. So, you know, I I had it made at this little place down the street um, that there's a woman there who's who's nice. I kind of got into some fights with her because I sort of wanted one thing and the thing she delivered back really wasn't exactly what we had talked about. It was a little bit different. What was the difference? Well, I wanted. Okay, so basically what I wanted was it to be just diamonds. So these diamonds are a little bit flawed. Like they're not perfect clear diamonds but i like that like they're 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 authentic diamonds they're not bad quality they're very good quality but they're kind of like cut a little weird and some of them have some like occlusions in them Mm -hmm. so they're kind of like really raw looking they look like raw and i had seen a ring that was really different looking that was just like diamonds next to each other almost without any just like a little bit of gold holding them together right like a cluster not like closer, like a line. Okay. Like a, the whole ring, just one line. Okay. Of like different shaped diamonds. You know, I wanted something very raw and authentic and like different looking. I did not want a fucking like Kobe Bryant trashy glowing like platinum giant rock. You know, <laughs> I, that was the last thing I wanted. And that would not fit Gracie. Yeah. 
So I sort of asked for that, and she gave me something that was much more traditional looking. Right. Uh, and I was a little bit like, I thought we like talked about this being different. And she got kind of pissed. Like we got in like a little bit of a fight about it. But ultimately, she made her case that it's an engagement ring. It it has to be secure. Like it, you got to make sure the things aren't going to break or fall out of there. And the way that I had wanted it, it just wouldn't have been really very practical. Ah. Um. So I was like, all right. And you know, I think it looks great. I think she loves it. It looks very different. Yeah. You know, you really can see the diamonds kind of like glistening. Um. Yeah, so I worked on that for a long time. Um, you know, when you do this, it's a very, very strange thing to do because I think there's a, a reason why the world has gotten to the place where traditions are seem weird. They, they, they seem like a weird thing to do. And tr- there's no need to get married. You know what I mean? Like there's a need to wake up every day and go to work. We live very transactional lives. Uh, that it's like, here, I do this because I have to, and I get paid this, and then I go do this in my leisure time because this is my leisure time, and then I do this activity, and then I do this activity. Whereas, for my life at least, there's not a lot of tradition. Which you always seek. Which I seek, right. So without, I had no pressure to do this. You know, I, I had, I have one aunt who is loves marriages yeah. and she really put pressure on and I loved that. Is she married. I, oh yeah. Uh, she, you know, we're very close. It is my mom's brother's wife, okay. Carrie. And I was so happy to have that pressure because it was like, Oh, at least someone is telling me what to do here because my parents were just like, whatever. You know, I mean, they love Gracie a lot and they yeah. really wanted, you know, they were like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Did you talk to that, your well, parents so, about it beforehand? Okay. So this is a big question. You, you don't realize how. So again, this all felt very foreign to me. Like it, this made me very uncomfortable because it really was not. It was going to a place that I never go because I never go to church. I don't do anything religious. And this is fundamentally kind of a like religious thing that you're enacting i mean it's a weird is it yeah i mean it's not necessary i mean it's you're literally kind of doing something totally arbitrary i mean yeah sure there's like a few legal reasons etc but there's really no need to do this besides pure symbolism you're acting like marriage is not this thing that we all celebrate when people do it you know it's not like it's not like marriage is this obscure event that only a few weirdos do a lot of people get married and everybody makes a big stink about it right so i think you're kind of underplaying no i i think you're absolutely right. i don't mean to underplay it i mean and if anything our generation my friends who get married make much more of a big stink of it than yeah. our parents generation i've talked to everybody that i talked to in my parents generation said they didn't even have a ring right for the engagement and they had like a small you know, yeah, we had a wedding with our close friends in the backyard. You know, yeah. it was more of that type of shit. I mean, I remember in Vietnam, weddings occur like at happy hour. Yeah. Like five, I'll come by the wedding five to eight p.m. 
you know, we'll have some drinks and dinner and go I, home. I just know? had a pair of friends who got married recently and they just went to the judge and got married. Yeah. And they were just telling me about how everyone in their life was like outraged. Yeah. That they were doing <laughs> right. And right. Like, what right. do you care? This is how we wanted to do it. We didn't want to make a big to do. We just wanted to do it. Absolutely. No, you're right. In that sense, that's totally true is that the people around me, my close friends, the ones who had done marriage, did them very traditionally. Yeah. They did a very, you know, there's always a story about the engagement and then there's, here's, we're doing the wedding. Did you have an engagement photographer? No. <laughs> God, no. I love those. So, yeah. I was like, oh, we're not doing this. I mean, I think we had kind of an unspoken rule that we were not going to put this on social media. I mean, I texted my friends that I wanted to know directly, but yeah. I, we were not going to like have a wedding hashtag right. ready, you know? Um, <laughs> So those make me dicks blind. on dicks on Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> if that's if it's going to be that, then you should have. Yes. <laughs> do that now. Yeah, Everybody that listens to this podcast, <laughs> hashtag dicks, dicks on, on Simpson. D i x o n Simpson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's good enough that maybe it should be that, but yeah, um, it certainly should. <laughs> <laughs> you should never have told me that. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I had some pressure, but but I think that usually, in general, the people that I have that are like that in my life, they get that pressure from the female side, and I think the female's family generally is like kind of i don't think they're pushing it but they're like hey like uh let's make this happen yeah. you know because i think we are in a weird sneaky way returning tradi- traditionalism in the sense of i think the boomer generation thinks of marriage as just like this is just between a man and a woman or a man and a man it doesn't matter the family doesn't matter it's about love you know if you love somebody it doesn't nothing else matters right mm-hmm. but that's bullshit I mean, you are marrying the family. You're, you're, you're saying, I'm going to have these other people in my life for the rest of my life, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just reality. I mean, you can act like it's not, but it is. So, you know, I think the family aspect is important. And her side of the family, I mean, she's a little younger. You know, she's only 26. So I think maybe, and they're really liberal people who don't really buy in any of this traditional shit. So there was no pressure from that side at all. If anything, it was kind of the opposite. Like, <laughs> uh, we don't really yeah. want this to happen. We were looking forward to this being over. Yeah. And so I think that since there was no framework for that, this felt very weird. I felt very on my own uh, and very, this was hard. I mean, it was really fucking hard. Hard in what sense? Well, okay. So for the planning, one thing, or the yeah, the planning deciding is to do weird. It. It's really expensive, and then, uh, you know, I really struggled over whether I should ask her parents, mm-hmm. and I didn't wasn't sure if I wanted to do it. I mean, on the one hand, like yeah, for my sake, I was like, well, I believe in tradition, so maybe I should ask them, right? But I definitely didn't want to leave the open the door for some argument. Like, I, cause it was gonna have, I wasn't asking, right? Yeah. So I wasn't actually asking. So, like, if I had asked and they had said no, I would have been like, oh, well, uh, I'm Too doing bad. it anyway. No. So, yeah, you know, I'm not really asking you. So I didn't want to ask in that way because that would have just been bullshit. Mm-hmm. 
and I know they don't believe in the tradition, so it's like, you know, it wasn't like they were going to play along. Um, You know, there's a whole thing with her sister, so it's like, you know, I, her parents aren't completely gung-ho about me, really, I, I don't think. So, eventually, I decided, like, okay, like, you know, I want to just make this right. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to create any problems for the rest of our life. So, I'll text them, <laughs> like, pictures of the ring and where we're going. Okay. You know, like, kind of being like, here's my plan. Yeah. You know. In retrospect, that was probably a dumb idea because I should have just not. I probably just shouldn't have brought it up. They were, uh, I did this like so four days before. You texted. Both I, of them at the same time. I just want to understand how this happened. You had, was there an ongoing text exchange with these people that preceded this? Or were you just like, hey, and then you sent some pictures? <laughs> that was basically it. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, it's not that I'm totally out of communication with them. You know, I mean, we have a decent Rapport. Yeah, but I just mean if you're not if you're not texting people regularly, it, that's kind of a weird thing to be out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps this was not really. I was like, okay, this is kind of the solution that I can think of. Is like, let's not make this too awkward. I maybe I should have called. Maybe yeah. I just shouldn't have said anything. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe don't text is the advice that I have. Well, I I, I think people are weird about it. Right. Because people, even though most communication that I engage in is via text. Yeah. Because it's easier. You can just address stuff when you have the time. It's still looked at as like half-assed or something. Especially for people right. of an older Yeah, maybe that's, generation. maybe they were responding to that and I didn't even really think of that. I mean, it's like... Yeah, you didn't see, talk to them on the phone at all? You didn't have any phone conversation? Well, so... Um, I, so, okay. So I'd sent them the text and then they were LOL, very lukewarm about it. (laughs) They were not, they were not super psyched. I mean, they were kind of like, how did you know that to be losing our daughter basically? Oh, that's yeah. That was like the response (laughs) because Uh, I'm uh, murdering her. Yeah. 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 It's like, (laughs) nothing's going to change. So we kind of went like, look, like nothing's going to change at all. Like you're not losing anyone. I I don't know why you're saying that. What a weird, I thought when you said that they were lukewarm, that they just sent you like a text response back that was not enthusiastic. Well, see, here's the weird thing. It's like we're they, sad to be losing our daughter. I, they didn't just say we're sad to be losing our daughter. That's a that's a mis <laughs> that's a mischaracterization. They they said like some nice, you know, there was some like, oh, uh, looks like a sweet plan. Um, okay, that's nice. You know, uh, I gotta admit though, like I'm pretty sad. There wasn't like a yes, you have our support were psyched go for it you know that that was definitely not the response so i got a little tepid and i was just like well look like this is a i'm hoping this can be a time for celebration not for sadness you know like i I don't think you guys should be sad because nothing is going to change at all so i think then her mom called me and we kind of talked it out, and yeah. uh, you should have called in the first. Time. Yeah, I yeah. probably should. You know, that, you're right. And and but, and my, that sounds like people that got a text message and were just like, right. uh, and had no idea how to respond, what to say, right? What to say back? <laughs> yeah, I mean, agreed. And 
I guess my thinking was like, look, I know they don't really give a shit about traditions. Yeah. And they, they're not going to like play their traditional role, right? You know what I mean? No. They're not going to like play the traditional role of parents of the bride. Like they're not going to uh, play that role. We need to discuss the dowry. Right. Um, or they're not going to be like, yes, oh, our baby, we're going to throw the most amazing event. Yeah. You know, they're not, that's not their style. So I was thinking like, I shouldn't call them and like, be like, I'd like to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage because I, I was like that. They're not going to respond the way that I want them to respond sure. to that. You but know? I think calling them and just saying, yeah, right. it, it's easier for everyone to read context clues. But better in that sense. Yeah. And I think they kind of said that her dad kind of said that in the end, like, look, like I don't like doing this over text. Yeah. And I think he had a right to say that, you know, no, that's not, he, he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was awkward. And then, so it was sent him a meme. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was good thinking of just sending a picture of the ring and just be saying thoughts. Uh, no, that would have been bad. Oh, it's so douchey. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> That's a serious hey. conversation. Just think of it. It's not the same thing at all. But think if somebody informed you that somebody close to you had died and they did it by Yeah, but text. Th- th- this is insane, though. First of all, I wouldn't care about that. I would prefer that, honestly. I would very much prefer that. <laughs> all right, that. well, that's you. I would very much prefer somebody texted me about something like that than called me. And I had to deal with like the awkwardness yeah. of... I'm not talk. saying it's, the, it's equivalent, but I'm saying in terms of a big life change for somebody to hear... It's kind of the same level. But there is no... This is what's so silly. There is no life change. We already live together. I mean, there's going to be... There is actually going to be zero. Zero change. But that should tell you how, even though they're not traditionally traditional, how there's still a valuing of tradition there. Because exactly. the fact of her getting married is an entirely different level from being in a relationship with somebody. It's like this other step. So even though, even if they're not a traditional family, they still recognize marriage as like, wow, that's a big commitment. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I can't, I know that they would never admit this, but I can't help but thinking if I was somebody else, they would have been happier. You know, like I, I think they, they would never, I mean, I just, it's like, of course, I'm sure that that's not completely true. And Gracie's very young and like it ha- it hasn't started happening to her friends yet. Right. What? Getting married. Ah, so it's like, she's right on the, probably the next, in the next two years, that'll start happening. You know, the dominoes will start falling. Mm-hmm. But so I think that probably has a lot to do with it. See, for me, you're my second wave of friends that have started getting married. Right, Because I exactly. have friends that got married at like 22. No, it's, for me, it's like I'm, thir- you know, I'm 32. Like yeah. it's, I, I'm, have, I'm at the age, definite age where she's like slightly before the age where it for starts really happening. Yeah, for this for one. For this part of the country. Yeah. So, Not for North Carolina. No, and I think, again, like I'm, I'm kind of a trad motherfucker. You know, like I want to, I want people to get married early, have kids early, you know? Um, so I think that that has a lot to do with it, but it's very hard. Being on my end of this is hard. Mm-hmm. It's not great. No, it's, you're doing everything, yeah. you know, you're, you're making all the moves and there's nobody really else there to give you support. So the fact that they didn't just say yes, like you, like great you know like we support you yeah they never said like we support you you know that made it even like 10 times harder yeah 
you know, because I didn't have really anybody around me that was saying that kind of stuff. I mean, my dad really loves Gracie and my mom really loves Gracie, but, you know, they're also not that traditional. I mean, they're divorced, whatever. So it was kind of the only person that really was like true north was my aunt, who's a very traditional person, you know? So, uh, you know, I planned this whole thing out. I, I The reason I p- picked this place is I was in the grocery store and I saw a picture of a really beautiful picture of like a pool in a vineyard in mm. Valle de Guadalupe, which is Mexican wine country. I was just like, wow, that is really nice. So I kind of started investigating and somebody uh, suggested this place in Cuentro, Guadalupe, which is like glamping. Okay. So it's right in the middle of the vineyards, but then there's all these like little treehouse things on stocks and uh, like on this really cool hill and there's like an infinity pool that looks over the whole thing. It's very, very cool looking. So I looked into the place. I booked it. I was like, what what can you guys do? Can we do anything? And they were like, yeah, we have a special cave called Cava Orihen, which is like in the basement and mm-hmm. like people get engaged in here all the time. Like, oh. But it, they sent me a picture of it and it was really nice. So I was like, all right, let's fucking just do this. So I didn't know what she knew. I, yeah. I don't think she, I think, she, I mean, I know now that she started to get that this is probably what was happening as right. we got closer to it. Um, what, how? She just, well, because unusual I, to be taking the trip or well, the circumstances of the trip were... Yeah, I was pretty, like, adamant, like, okay, we're going, ah. and I, there's no refunds, like, yeah. I, I can't get the money back, like, if we, if I book this, I'm gonna, going. I'm saying with a surprise where we're going, and you gotta do it, like, you have to just take off work at these two days, yeah. and there's no question, so she started to kind of get it, uh. and, uh, so, God, you know, we had to, we spent like a day and a half there, nothing happening because I planned the cave entrance for the Saturday, Friday night. Yeah. And we left on Thursday, and so we spent the whole day together. And then it's like time to go down there, and we had to like walk down this big hill. And I was just like, Oh my God! Like here it comes. I am so nervous. I was so nervous. Right. Like. Really, it's a nerve-wracking, very nerve-wracking thing to have to do. You know, and I was ninety-five percent sure that she was in because we've talked about this a million times. Like, it would be insane to not think it, but there was still five percent of me that was thinking, like, you know, the whole thing with her parents. Like, maybe she's not ready. Maybe this is like not gonna work. Yeah. So I didn't really know what was gonna happen, and. So we get down there and I kind of like nod to the people. <laughs> it was very awkward. Like we were in the restaurant when she was like, I thought we were going to the restaurant. And I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom because I had to like adjust the ring. And when I came back from the bathroom, like she was kind of standing there and there were some people like standing there awkwardly around her being like, uh, why are she like, she was not being sat for dinner. So yeah. it was like, what's happening? And I like touched her arm and I could tell then that she knew what was about to happen because she was like kind of trembling a little bit. Like she was nervous too. But then we have to walk all the way down to the cave, which is like kind of a long walk. And like the guy, (laughs) the guy who was walking us 
was pretending to like give us a special tour out of nowhere. Yeah. Like he was kind of half acidly like being like, Oh yeah, we just want to show you guys the, uh, the wine cellar. Yeah. And I was kind of playing along with him, like being like, yeah. Oh, like what's the tastings like? Like, oh, it's horrible improv <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. nervous energy behind it. Yeah. <laughs> and crazy later was like, I was like, it was so obvious what you were doing. Like it was like, you were not tricking anyone. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, I'm bringing you to this cave to be killed. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either I'm so going to be killed wrong. or <laughs> proposed. <laughs> so she was kind of just like going with the flow. Uh. And we get down there and like there's obviously like roses coming from this like random cave in the corner. But he's like, yeah, here's our wines. <laughs> <laughs> and Gracie's just like like looking over there, but also starting to kind of like grin at me. Like she just like keeps like smiling at me. So then eventually she's not done it. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what fucked with her. What I should have done. All right, let's that. go to dinner now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is great. Yeah. This, uh, yeah thanks yeah. so much. I really appreciate this, but yeah, yeah. we're hungry. No, I, what I should have done, honestly, in retrospect, is done that, like had the dinner and then like the next morning yeah. done it. But I was just like, I need to get this fucking over with. Like, I'm so sick of being nervous. This is my, no, this is a mood ring. I found this on the yeah. <laughs> so then we get in there. And like, I'm like, oh, like, let's go to the cave. <laughs> and we like go in the cave and the guy disappeared somewhere. And she like touched my like chest at that exact time. And the ring was like in my pocket <laughs> on my chest. And she just like started like kind of grinning at me and like crying a little bit. And I got all kind of choked up and I just gave it to her. And I was like, should we get married? And she, Is that what you said? Should we get I, I was married? like, do you want to get married? Kind of. And then... <laughs> hey, you want to do this or and what? And then she was kind of like, like, of course. And then I was like, so is that... Do you mean like, yes? Like, is say yes? She was like, yeah. And then I was like, should I get on my knee? And she was like, I don't know. And I so I like got on my knee, even though she already had the ring. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing down here? And then... <laughs> and then, and then I got up and we, you know... Then I got really drunk. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's great. I love yeah, it. Uh, my favorite part of the story is everyone knows what's happening, but nobody can just say it. I know. And it's <laughs> intolerable because I'm so bad at keeping things from anyone, particularly Gracie. So I. What's yeah, the elephant really in the room? You just want to address it and you can't. Yeah. Because you, you have yeah. to do it this way. Right. This. I mean, that's what's so fucking weird about it. Yeah. It is like there's this, yeah, massive element in the room, but it's like, oh, I need to like unlock the elephant by doing it in yeah. this like really specific pattern. Because that is going to be the memory that she right. has. Meanwhile, in t 20, 30 years, she's going to be like, your dad was so fucking awkward. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, it was clear what was happening. We had to go on this hike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the memory will be of the awkwardness. Will be of the awkwardness, right. <laughs> I guess, well, yeah, and whereas the real thing you should do is be, like, so smooth where she has no idea. Yeah. Or you, like, somehow trick her into thinking that it's not happening and then that, oh, yeah. it really is happening. You know, that's what you should do. Yeah, it's hard. I had to, I mean, it's not anywhere near the same, but I had to throw a surprise party for my friend. And that, that stress and that, like, acting and other people possibly fucking it up. So my friend and I ostensibly were taking him out for dinner and I had all these people at his favorite like bar karaoke place waiting for him with cake and with pizza and everything else 
and just getting him there was a whole like fabrication I had to come up with. And he was getting suspicious right. and other people were like some other friend kept asking him uh, what he was doing that night. He's like, what are you, what are you doing that night? What's going on? And he's just like, uh, he just kept asking the question, even though I was like, it's, it's handled. Stop asking. <laughs> Stop asking him. He's going to get suspicious. But he was like, I think he's doing something else. I think he's, <laughs> I, he just, because he marked that he was interested on Facebook on some event. I was like, we, we have the night reserved. We told yeah. him we're taking him to dinner. Stop asking him. You're going to blow it. Right. And, and it was, and then when we got to the bar where the surprise party was, two people that were supposed to be there were walking by because oh they left their God. phones in their fucking car. Yeah, so and he, he was, was like, like he was like, was that, was that Amanda? And you were like, like, no. No, no, not at all. He was like, Amanda. He was yelling at her. And luckily they didn't turn around. And he was like, I guess it wasn't. Yeah. It was a whole, I know that, the feeling's different obviously, but that no, like, trying to, to make it thing. a thing yeah. for somebody. And, and every, there's only one way it can go right and it can go wrong in every other way. Right. Right. Well, I think you want it to go wrong like a little bit, but uh, yeah, that's what's funny. Those are the stories. Those are the stories. It's like, yeah. So I think, yeah, either you have to just make it such a surprise where you, you've like literally created some ridiculous situation that, you know, and suddenly it's all revealed to be fake. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think Gracie would have been, she's not that type. Right. You know? Like she would have gotten too freaked out and it just wouldn't have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know your audience too. Yeah. Yeah. That's. We should, I should have like set up a like fake robbery with like, <laughs> this is the cartel we've been kidnapped. And it's all, yeah. It's all. Like behead you in front. Yeah. 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 Just kidding. <laughs> and then you're like, you want to get married? And yeah. You're like, no. <laughs> Not anymore. That's the end of this. <laughs> The cartel fakery. What right. um? What do you have a wedding date set? No, so I I don't know. You know, I don't know how we're gonna pull this off financially. Of course. Uh, Does that mean because you want to do a big? To-do? Well, so in the car on the way back, we were driving back from Mexico. By the way, if you do go to Valle de Guadalupe, which I highly suggest that you do, do not go back through Tijuana. It takes forever. Huge mistake. And Google Maps will say that it doesn't take forever, and it does. I don't. Why know does wh- it take forever? Because you had to get through the border, oh. and you, we wait. You wait in like a horrifying line of like thousands of cars coming together, and there's all these like people trying to sell you shit, and like little kids begging. It's very horrifying. Can you Do get not like go a back to the global one. entry thing to skip all that border <laughs> shit. That's possible. I don't know how that works in TJ if there's like a special lane or something. I didn't see that. My, I have a coworker that goes to Mexico all the time and he gets global entry. And, and that works. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Figure it out before you go. Uh, but you can't. There's two other entrances, one through Mexicali and one through Tecate. And Tecate is like the, there's nobody there. Mm. So you can just go right in and out. We went right through there. It is so cool. Going down to Mexico, you go through this portal in Tecate and it is like you are in like pristine San Diego. I mean, th- there's El Campo, so it's a little bit more bordery down there, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still pretty nice. And then it's like you have, you are suddenly in an entirely different world. Wow. Like you cross the line and you're like, I just went, you feel like at Europe. I mean, it feels like I'm in like a Portugal or, you know, some Southern Spanish city. It's just so different. Hmm. And there's, you know, you really do feel a lot more free there. I think, I feel like in terms of, day-to-day 
freedom. Southern California is probably the least free place. In what sense? In the Western Hemisphere. You know, you just can't do anything. It's like, you know. What do you mean? Yeah. Do what? Any slight error is going to land you in a litigious situation. You know what I mean? Like if you bump someone the wrong way, if you fucking speed, if you park in the wrong place for more than two fucking minutes, if you... Oh, I get it. You know, like just your motions are so restricted. You know, whereas in Mexico, like you could get fucked up, get in a bar fight, park the wrong way, you know, drive home with, you know, drunk... And nothing's going to happen to you. You're not going to end up in a 10-year litigation because you, like, slapped somebody or touched their arm, you know? Yeah. Uh, whereas in in California, I feel completely like I cannot, you know, there's nothing, I, I can't make any mistakes. I have to have a very narrow uh, line of behavior if I don't want to avoid serious consequences at all times. I mean... Serious consequences is that, I mean, is it serious to get? A $70 ticket is, you know, that's a lot of money. Parking ticket. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, Long Beach is way better than LA in that sense, but. I got a parking ticket one time when I was down here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Parked on the wrong side of the street. Yeah. On street cleaning day. And if you don't pay it, you get your driver's license taken away. Yeah. You know, which is crazy. Anyway, um, <clears throat> what were you saying? Or something else? Oh, you don't know wedding-wise. Yeah, no. So we don't really have a date. Uh, but when we were on the way back, sitting in this long line trying to get through, which took like two hours, we kind of made a list of people. And I, I'm kind of torn in terms of my list. So on the one hand, I kind of want to use this opportunity to like say a strong fuck you to a lot of people that I like have beef with. Mm. You know, like I want to not invite them very publicly. uh, But on the other hand, I kind of want to not do that. You know, I kind of want to just be above that. When Mr. Vindictive is telling you like that's pretty eh, to do. do Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, just fucking shut up. And I kind of agree. Because then it's like if I'm not inviting them for that reason, then they're winning in a way. You know what I mean? Like I should just be quiet and... Well, yeah, because it proves they've been living in your brain. Right, exactly. So not, I should just not. Oh, yeah, whatever. I don't yeah. care about them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't do any kind of public. What were you gonna like publicly reprimand? No, no, no. I just was gonna not invite them. You know what I mean? Uh huh. What? Yeah, I mean, but for some people, not having to go to a wedding is nice. Oh, oh, fucking no, me thank too. Christ. No, honestly, that's how I am. I don't <laughs> want to go to anybody's wedding. Everybody out there, please feel free to not invite me. I fucking do not want to go. 